0: They gon' feel the heat. Yeah, they, they gon' feel the heat. They gon' feel the heat. Yeah, i Think they ready. Nah. Yeah, you gon' feel the heat. They ain't ready. Yeah. Let's get it. Biggest discussions, games of the week. All up for debate. You gon' feel the heat. Come listen in, come take a peek. Day and web gon' make you feel the heat. Who got the wind? Who saw the feet? Take a seat, you gon' feel the heat. Let them speak, you gon' feel the heat. High check, right tune, you gon' feel the heat. on, everybody. It's Thanksgiving week, Black Friday week. Hey, make sure if you go on shopping that you grab something for me since I'm your favorite host. Day here Refill the Heat. I got Webb. about to check in in a minute, but before we get into that, what a weekend for sports, man. We've seen Wilder knock out Ortiz in the seventh round. He remains undefeated. Webb called it. He said, watch out for that right hook, and that's what happened um, to Ortiz. Ortiz did look good in the first couple of rounds, but it Uh, Wilder was just playing possum and Ortiz walked right into their right hand. The college football playoff rankings will be released tonight. I don't believe it's going to change much with the teams one through five. You have Ohio State there, LSU, Georgia, and Clemson, and then Alabama at five. I can't see it changing that much. Um, Let's get into this show, man. We're going to make it quick, make it sweet for you guys. And then we're going to catch up on Friday after Thanksgiving, after your bellies are all full. Make sure you give your family a hug, show them love, spend enough time with them. If you don't have any family to spend with, make sure you hook up with your friends that you work with. And always remember, leave out a plate for someone who might not be as fortunate as you. All right, about to get into it. (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome back to Feel the Heat. Listen, I thought Webb was going to check in, but he's not going to check in today. So we're going to go ahead and proceed and, like I said, make this short because I know you guys got a lot of preparing and traveling to do for your Thanksgiving celebrations with your family. All right, so you already know what it is. Welcome to Feel the Heat. I'm Day. Make sure you get your questions in, your topics at anchor.fm forward slash heat forward slash message. On Twitter at heat underscore kw. On Instagram at BYM underscore sports, on the website at BYM, www.bymsports.com. All right, so let's just review a little bit. That Wilder Ortiz fight was pretty crazy. I mean, I think Wilder was just trying to give people their money's worth, not trying to knock Ortiz out so early. And um, nonetheless, he got the victory and he's defeated Ortiz two times now. I think Wilder has another fight coming up in February, defending his title, and we will see if he gets challenged. Also, don't forget that Webb said there's a rumor that Floyd Mayweather is coming back out of retirement um, for a fight. I'm not sure who he's going to match up against, but um, that's something that I believe when I see it, once Floyd comes out of retirement and is actually training to fight. Also, you guys watch the game in the NCAA, excuse me, Over weekend. Ohio State versus Penn State, right? So it was a great comeback effort by Penn State, but it wasn't enough to finish the job. J.K. Dobbins rushed for 157 yards and two touchdowns for Ohio State. And number two, Ohio State locked up the Big Ten East title, um, surviving its first real test of the season with a 28-17 victory. And I say first real test, even though they have played some uh, teams who... You know, may have a better record or, or not such a losing record, but this was actually a Penn State team that challenged them to a wire. They were down 21-0 in the first half and made efforts to come back to win the game, but it was short-lived thanks to Chase Young, who just just served a two-year, two-game suspension issued by the NCAA for violation uh, violating their rules. He came up big in the fourth quarter for Ohio State. He had two big stops against Penn State, which stopped them from scoring and moving the ball. This game was a lot closer than what I thought it would have been. I thought once it was 21-0 that it was going to be over. But, again, Ohio State prevailed. In other news, Arizona State University, led by Herm Edwards, upsets Oregon in a 31-28 victory. Did not see that coming. Sucks for Oregon because their hopes to make a playoff push is out the window. Um, it was it was a surprise victory for sure, and I think this is something that will build Herm Edwards' his program and his young team, give them the confidence that they need in order to succeed and move forward um, in the college football scheduling and uh, um, matches against other teams, especially going into next year. And if they get a bowl game. This will be definitely a a confidence booster for them. So that's the recap for our games of the week. You know if you listen Saturday, we only had one game of the week, which is the Ohio State-Penn State game, which we were uh, talking about as as it was live on Saturday. Um, But my player of the week this week is Isaac Washington. Okay, I'm going to do something different. We usually... Look at the guys that's in the top 25 programs, and sometimes we go and dig a little bit deeper. I'm gonna dig real deep for those of you who don't know. This weekend was a Florida classic. Um, Bethune Cookman University faced their rival, FAMU, who was nine and one at the time, and, and Bethune Cookman was seven or six and two. And, um, Bethune Cookman improved to be seven and two, and Isaiah Washington. He was uh, very great that game. Running back, he had 12 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown and a win against their rival. This is something that's been going on for many years in Florida with the Battle of the Bands. If you've never been there and you you like the whole HBCU or you never experienced the HBCU experience, then the Florida Classic is something that you want to attend. The Jackson Classic is also another one that is held in Atlanta. The Jackson State, should I say, um, there's also one at, in Grambling State. There's a really good rivalry, put on a good show, a lot of entertainment. So you guys check that guy out. Check out his highlights. And he looked very elusive, um, very fast, and overall it was a good game and a good matchup. It was a close game, too. I think it was a three-point game and um, a good win for the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. All right, guys. So got to give a huge shout-out to the Buffalo Bills, and to Frank Gore. On Sunday, Gore, he passed Hall of Famer Barry Sanders on an all-time rushing list, finishing the day with um, a total for his career, 15,289 yards, which is going to make him um, definitely go into the Hall of Fame. He's now in that third all-time rushing spot, and A lot of people may not have seen that for Gore coming out of Miami. He's always been a great back, been consistent, um, healthy. He's a great professional guy, good teammate, and um, just very excited for him and for what his future holds. I mean, I know his career is coming to an end, but it's good to have a guy like that in your locker room who has um, a good personality. You never hear about him being in any trouble, and he's just – a good veteran to have on your team, leading guys like Devin Singletary um, up in Buffalo. So shout-outs to Frank Gore, and um, can't wait to see what else he does this season and how he finishes up his career overall. All right, here I got a question for you guys. So as you know, the defense and special teams is what's been keeping the New England Patriots in games, right? It's really not their offense because Tom Brady is looking a step slow. hate to admit it, being a Patriots fan, but that's the truth. He's looking a step slow. He doesn't look as good as he used to. I mean, he's becoming that quarterback who continuously looks for that one target, which happens to be Julian Edelman, which is a great target. The boy got hands. He's going to catch the ball and make plays. But with that being said, if you continue to play like that, you make it easy for your defenders to lock in on that guy and to lock in on you and create more pressure. However, we did see him throw a couple other passes, a couple other touchdown passes to other guys as well. Um, Jacoby Myers, you know, got his first touchdown of his career, you know, the rookie. And I just don't, you know, I haven't really been sold on Tom Brady this year. He's definitely looked like he has regressed, and it's about time because he's a four, He's over forty years old. He's been playing for a very long time at an elite, and at an elite level. But it's just my thoughts that he no longer looks elite, and it's time for the New England Patriots to go look for another quarterback that can take his spot. And it's terrible that they have given up uh, Jacoby, who is now with the Colts and having success there and then you got Garoppolo who's with the 49ers and having success there those were his two backups and it looks like what they built in New England with those backups transpired to um, the other teams that they're currently with but with that being said i know their defense has been keeping them in games is stephon gilmore the mvp and my my answer to that is Defensively, Yes, he could be the MVP. Check this out. He has four interceptions on the year, one return for a touchdown. And I remember he, when he played Miami, he had more um, interception yards, return yards, than Miami's receivers had. Um, he also has 14 pass deflections on the year. And teams don't even throw the ball his direction half the time. He's a very fluent guy in his game very professional very smart high iq he's only targeted on average five times a game and he allows less than 44 of passes to be completed so that's basically like saying he's only allowing two passes per game to be completed and if you watch the, the game against uh, the cowboys he was on amari cooper most of that game he's also a guy who averages about 93 percent of snap shares on the field he's on the field a lot he's on the field almost every down and Amari Cooper had no catches that game. And he was targeted maybe, what, the two or three times? And the two or three times he did uh, make a, a catch, it was overturned. So I think, yes, Stefan Gilmore is the defensive MVP. And check this out. He only allows 44% of his passes to be completed, right? And he holds the op- opposing player quarterback, to have a passer rating of 38%. That's not really efficient, so quarterbacks are not going to throw his way because he's forcing them to make um, questionable passes and things of that sort. I look forward to see who's going to win the defensive MVP. I think that it's, it easily could go to Stefan Gilmore. He's playing phenomenal. Here's a question that came in, guys. It says, which loss this weekend was the most surprising? And for me, I would say the most surprising loss in the NFL this week for me was the Green Bay Packers. Not so much that I thought that they would go in there and win against the 49ers, but it's just the fashion that they lost the game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, they forced him out of the pocket. They forced him to make questionable passes and throws. And the defense for the 49ers just played – Phenomenal. They got to uh, pressure Aaron Rodgers. They didn't really let Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones get off and create plays with their legs. They really didn't let Devontae Adams get loose and create plays. These guys came to play. They came to show the world that, hey, we're, we are real. We're not a fluke. And this is something that we have been talking about all season. And it's been back and forth between Webb and I, if we believe that the 49ers were real or fluke. And it comes to... Um, my eyes now that the 49ers are a real team. And to make it even more clear, there's only three teams in in the NFC that have two losses or less, and that's the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Saints. And my pick to win the NFC right now is the 49ers. I think that if it comes down to it, the 49ers and the Saints will match up in the playoffs, in the NFC Championship. And I think the 49ers, they have a better defensive team. If, if Marcus Lattimore isn't back for the Saints, that hurts them because uh, George Kittle is great. He's playing well. The addition of Te- Tevin Coleman and um, Emmanuel Sanders also helps the 49ers. And their defense is just man, they're just a beast all around. You got Richard Sherman on the corner there and uh, got the Bosa. I, I can't see the Saints beating the 49ers in the NFC Conference Championship. But I wouldn't sleep on Drew Brees. He just some somehow some way finds a way to get it done. But I think that uh, the time for favorites like the Saints and the Patriots the time for them is over and now we have some new young guys who are on the rise who are willing to step up and be professional athletes and go out there and bring a title home to a different city so I think this year we will see a championship a Super Bowl championship return to a city that we haven't seen in a while and um, I think it's going to be good for football. With that being said, are the Ravens a clear-cut favorite to win the AFC? And how could you say no? They they went in and completely destroyed the Patriots. I don't believe that the Patriots could beat them again if they match up in the AFC champ- championship. I don't believe that the Kansas City Chiefs have a good enough defense to slow down Lamar Jackson. I mean, you watched him against the Rams. He was, he was fast. He got through the hole like he was a running back. He made great passes. I mean, I think he started off the game and went 10 for 10, maybe a 10 for 11 bef- or 10, 11 for 11 before he had an incomplete pass. And the way he did it, I don't think there's a team in the AFC that can beat the Ravens. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think that, my super bowl prediction is going to be the 49ers versus the ravens and i believe the ravens will be the 2020 super bowl champions i think that's what's going to go down in miami you're going to have the ravens versus the 49ers and i think the ravens will take the championship they just have bought into the whole idea of brotherhood and trust you hear them after the game saying big trust big trust so they trust each other they trust their coaches. They they, they they trust the whole organization to make the best decision to make them better. And I'm just excited to see Lamar Jackson continue to play well, continue to make history. Uh, the only player with consecutive games with over 200 yards passing and 50 yards rushing. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for the rest of the season. I hope that he gets a, a, a Super Bowl championship. But if he doesn't, he shouldn't look down on the season because he's played really well. And he's proved to the critics that he can play ball and he's more than just a quarterback. My player of the week, though, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin completely destroyed the Atlanta Falcons defense. They they couldn't do nothing with him. And I know, like, they had to respect that Mike Evans is on the other side of the ball. But at some point in time, you have to be like, okay, this guy has a hundred and 84 yards and two touchdowns with seven receptions. We have to shy off of Mike and guard this guy. Because if we double up on Mike, this guy is going to cook our DVs and our safeties. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was more athletic. He was stronger. He was making the right cuts. And the quarterback, Jameis Winston, was making the right reads. Yeah, he had two bad picks, but he had three touchdowns. And two of them was to Godwin. so, you know... It's like you got to pick your poison with James Winston. One game he's going to play good. The next game he's going to play terrible. But overall, the performance by Chris Godwin was good enough in my eyes to get him um, the player of the week. I believe if Webb was here, Webb would have chosen George Kettle uh, for the 49ers. I believe he had like 150 yards receiving and uh, maybe two touchdowns. I'm not exactly sure his numbers, but I think that's who Webb would have chosen, especially since it was on his fantasy team and it helped him get a fantasy win over the number one guy that's in our fantasy league. So Webb becomes one step closer to winning that $500. Our seeding is not set yet. I mean, we still have one more week left. we got got um, Mikey, who's number one, and number six right now is Ryan. But he's probably about to get knocked out of the playoffs if he loses this week. And I think that my mom will make the number six spot if she if she wins this week and Ryan loses this week. So that's what we have for NFL news. You guys, let's go ahead and jump into the NBA. Like I said, I wasn't going to keep you long today. Understanding that you guys are preparing for Thanksgiving. I don't know if you guys have been watching. But Mello, I'm not talking about Mello, I'm talking about Carmelo Anthony. Has been on the tear since he came back. Yeah, his first game was a little rusty. Last night, he had 25-8-4. and He looked good doing it. He was getting to the rim. He was dunking. Um, That was against the Bulls the night before that against the Bucks, He called for isolation against Giannis. He actually beat Giannis to the hole. If Brook Lopez was not there, Melo would have had a dunk out or he would have had a layup. So he could still play with these young guys. He can still box out. That's always been one of his strongest points playing basketball was being a a box out guy, being a good rebounder, offensive and defensive uh, rebounder. And he's always been a scorer. Melo um, is getting his second chance right now. And I think his time sitting out last year really humbled him and he's come back and he's playing with a vengeance. And I really think that if, the Portland Trailblazers doesn't get it together by all-star break they're gonna trade Melo because a contender is gonna call Melo for the score and I think that somebody like even though they don't really need him the 15 and 2 Lakers could go grab him and trade him for a piece that they really don't want that they're not using then maybe the Trailblazers could use and get the Trailblazers um, a draft pick I mean while Melo is playing this good let's go get him and get this man a championship ring I was really excited to see Melo. And also, he moved into the number 18th uh, spot, all time scorer. So, Melo is still balling. That year that he sat out might have saved him and given him an extra two or three years at the end of his career. So, shout out to Melo. But let's also talk about La Mello Ball, who I believe will be the best ball brother to ever play the game. He's going to be better than Lonzo. He's bigger than Lonzo. He's more athletic than Lonzo. He shoots a three better than Lonzo. The only thing he doesn't do better than Lonzo is play defense. So he has been rumored to be a very terrible defensive player. But if somehow he can change that by the time draft day comes, he's going to be really solid in the NBA. My biggest fear for um, LaMelo is that his father is going to ruin his career for him like he did Lonzo and hopefully his father learns from his mistakes because if he goes in talking sideways like he did when Lonzo came into the league guys are going to look to to crush and destroy him every night and I really want to see one of the Ball brothers excel and I think that LaMelo could be the one that excels better than any of the other ones Currently, right now, he is ranked number 19 in the NBL NBL player rankings. That's the basketball league that he plays in in Australia. He wasn't ranked before, but now he is. So, I'm excited to see what LaMelo's going to do. I'm excited to see which team is going to pick him up. Um, It's crazy because the way that the Golden State Warriors are playing they could get LaMelo Ball. They could become a, a, dra- a, a lottery draft-picking team this this season. And if they do, it's only going to help them because he can't score the ball. Um, and they already have Klay Thompson there who plays great D. He'll be back healthy. They'll have Draymond who's healthy. If they decide to keep D'Angelo Russell, they'll have him as well and Steph. Um, so it gives them a lot of scoring options. It's still... Um, They still would need him to prove that he's a defensive player in order for for them to be contenders again. But it might not be a bad thing for the Warriors to go ahead and continue to tank to get that guy because he can ball. All right, here's our NBA pick I'm excited about this matchup. It's Anthony Davis' return back to New Orleans tomorrow night versus the Pelicans. Um, I'm going to take the Lakers. They're on an eight-game win streak. They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA behind the Bucs. The Bucs have the number one power ranking right now. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Lakers. In the Nets versus the Celtics, I heard that Kyrie is sitting. I heard that he already planned to sit this game before the season even started. He didn't want to return to Boston. And so with that being said, Boston is still hot. Yeah, I know their win streak got broke, but... I think that they're the fa- one, the favorites to win in my eyes, so I'm going to go with the Celtics. They're young. They can play even without Kimball Walker. I think they're going to be okay, and I'm glad to hear that he only has a, a, a neck sprain and not really something more serious than that. The Thunder versus the Blazers. I think this is a game where Melo gets revenge um, against the Thunder organization, and I think this... The matchups favor him as well. So I'm gonna go with the Blazers. I, I hope that Damian Lillard comes back. Because if he comes back and he's playing well, it's only good for Melo. The Heat versus the Rockets. I'ma take I'm gonna take the Rockets. That's a smart pick. I think they're kind of getting their chemistry together, but there's still a team that struggle on the defensive side of the ball. There's still a team that they take too long. To get into the uh, the groove of their offense and they look for too many three-point shots. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna take the Rockets and hopefully the heat don't Beat them like they did in preseason by 40 The Jazz versus the Pacers I like the Jazz. I like their team. I like their size the Pacers. They just now getting miles Turner back they still don't have Victor Oladipo, even though they have a good team overall. I have to roll with the Jazz. They have the experience. They have the team that made um, deep playoff runs the last couple years. Donovan Mitchell. You can add Michael Conley. Um, I, I like the Jazz to win this game. So, guys, keep in mind, again, that you can get those questions in at anchor.fm forward slash heat forward slash message on Twitter at heat underscore KW or on Instagram at B-Y-M underscore sports. And hit us up. Let us know your opinions. Let us know your topics that you want us to cover. Send in your questions, you guys. You know, you just got you just got blazed. You just felt the heat. Um, I'm filling in for me and Webb. You already know who it is. It's day, man. I'm wrapping up right now. I just want to wish all you guys out there, all my listeners, a very happy Thanksgiving and, um... Don't forget to love on your loved ones, man. I want to thank you. I want to tell you that I'm very grateful for all you that check in and listen to us and send in your feedback. We're very grateful for you guys. We wouldn't be able to continue to succeed and get on more platforms without you guys listening and sharing um, our, our podcast with your friends. You guys, I will check you on Friday. If we do not record on Friday, we will be back on Tuesday. Understanding that people have a lot of family and friends in on Friday still after Thanksgiving. Um, You guys have a blessed week and I'll check you later.